Um, so, uh, welcome to another episode of Turning 13. Uh, I'm so glad to be here with my friends. And uh, today we have uh, two special guests. Uh, one of them is my kind of friend. We haven't met each other in real life, but we have been good in a um, very special and good relationship through internet. And uh, another guest of mine is my co-host, Jay, uh, whom I invited to my podcast last time. So today we're going to have some fun regarding some different and diversified topics. So um, I will let uh, my guest, my beautiful guest, Sylvia, uh, introduce herself. Hello, good morning. Hello, Jay. Hello, Rose. Um, this is Saulia. Uh, it's nice to finally see you guys. Well, um, my name is Saulia. I'm 25 years old. Now I'm living in Astana in Kazakhstan. Um, I was born in China and I lived there until I turned 18. Then I moved to Kazakhstan. So now I'm currently working here uh, in Astana. Wow, I thought we are at the same age. Wow, you you are way younger than me. We no, are not. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. No. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. And uh, you've been living. Eighteen forever. <laughs> yeah, eighteen forever. We three. Yeah, of course. Yeah, eighteen forever. Uh, so how long have you been living in Kazakhstan? I guess it's like five years? Oh no, six, seven. seven well, years? It's been seven years almost, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I first moved here when I was 18. It was 2016, I guess. Uh-huh. And then I um, studied my bachelor here uh-huh. for four years. And then I went to Spain to continue my education. And uh, so this is the seventh year. Wow. Wow. So you went you went Spain for your master degree or what? Yeah, for my master. Wow, that's really cool. I really love Spain, and I would love to visit Spain someday. Well, I I would recommend everyone to visit Spain <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, all of my friends who have been to Spain, they just fall in love with Spain. And I yeah, really want to. Does. Yeah, I really want to see the country uh, with my with my eyes, be there and uh, immerse in the atmosphere. Yeah, I I, I think you will be there one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so what I city so. favorite place? Madrid or Barcelona? Which city is your favorite place in Spain? Uh, well, I think Barcelona. Oh, cool. Because I, I spent magical a week there when I finished my master, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's a very um, I I have some very good memories with my mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the whole city gives me this very chill vibe, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I reflect there. Yeah, and I also heard like one like I have a friend who is Spanish and uh, who has been like uh, living there entire his life and uh, mm-hmm. yeah he said 
like the life in Spain is very chill, relaxed. People are super kind, super friendly. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, they just dance and drink like uh, everywhere. And the vibes itself, it's really just, uh, how to say it? It just connects people. You be there yeah. and people just, just well, uh drag you in that atmosphere as if you are yes. you're part of that group mm -hmm. well but personally i would say it's uh yeah my spanish friends also confirmed this they said it's kind of difficult to enter their inner circle oh. if you are an outsider if you are from another country but well for international students we always we are always together but <laughs> really with the Spanish local people, it's mm -hmm. kind of difficult. If yeah, you do I not think... have a like relationship with them, so it's mm -hmm. kind of difficult. Yeah, I guess this applies to any country, isn't it? Because yeah, um, yeah. As far as I know, for example, um, like Chinese student, they go everywhere with group, and uh, well. I mean, I only in, like the Chinese case, yeah. Yeah, the the percentage is kind of different. It maybe it m happens more with Chinese students, I think. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, with, eventually build a Chinatown, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but Spain is definitely very chill and. I mean, they are the nation who invented fiesta, <laughs> so they need to, there is always a balance between life and work and yeah. they yeah, very enjoy their time with friends and family. Yeah, sure. So uh, what did you study over there? In my mess, uh, it was um, advanced English studies, wow. uh, what was it, languages and cultures in contact. Wow. Well, it, it it's kind of surpri surprising because in Spain, as we know, their official language is Spanish. So, uh, do people yeah. speak English often there? Or well, only, only in campus? Yeah, in campus, yes, of course. But uh, if you go to the like agencies where the, you, know, you are at the airport there are always people who can explain you something but well yeah their Spanish uh, their English is not very good but they prefer to actually they prefer to explain in Spanish even though you are a foreigner <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah I guess the same situation in the, uh, France and uh, Italy like when I was in Italy uh, we we went to um, like a supermarket and we bought something. And when we came to this cashier, and she she actually uh, identified that we are foreigners, and then she just kept speaking I I Italian. And then we we said we are foreigner, we cannot understand. And then she said, oh well, like in English, she said, oh well, you then you should learn it. And it was like, oh okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they don't even say like yes and no. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that, but they they prefer not to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I guess they they yeah prefer speaking their mother tongue, their language. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so your, I mean, your background and the uh, is very diverse, diversified. So you, you've been studying, like you studied uh, in China. You also studied mm-hmm. in Kazakhstan, and then you moved to Europe. So, can you please? Uh, maybe tell tell us like what is the pros and cons uh, when it comes to uh, the comparison of Chinese uh, education and Kazakhstani education. Well, well, I think the, f- the very first time I really got in touch with the Chinese way of living and studying is when I was in my high school, when I went to Zhejiang. Well, before that, I was always in Xinjiang and uh, surrounded by, like, mostly Kazakh people or other minority nations of Chinese. So uh, when I was in Zhejiang, I really felt the difference. And um, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of regulation and rules. Uh, well, um, yeah, comparing with both Kazakhstan and Spain, um, but it, yeah, it has its pros and cons. But I would say for a nation like China, sorry, the very big country with a very big population, these rules and regulations help them to maintain the order. Mm-hmm. And also, like to meet the interest of the the majority. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it. I think. Well, in school time, I didn't have a lot of problem with the rules and regulations, actually, because I'm always like I'm obedient, obedient mm-hmm. <laughs> to the rules. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any struggle with this. But when I. Um, when we finished the high school and um, the, the second day when we finished our exam, I went to a salon to dye my hair to yellow cut, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I always had black color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then uh, when I was um, in a line with all, all my groupmates, the school head she went towards me. And she said, "You need to dye your hair back to black because tomorrow is the graduation ceremony." I was like, "What? I, I already graduated." Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, our class monitor, he also changed. They dyed his hair, and we were there together. And uh, because I, I was, I was, I was so scared because maybe. She, like she has all the powers. Maybe she will yeah. do something to my, mm-hmm. yeah, to my document or something. Uh, when I went to my monitor, he said, uh, "There's no need to change it back. Mm-hmm. It's just another day, and we will stay in the school for another day, and then we will leave. What's the point? And we spent a fortune <laughs> to dye the hair, and I don't want to, yeah." It's so so finally, so, yes, you you just uh, dye dye your hair back to black. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Yes. Good job. Yes, yellow. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the only one thing that I can think of. Uh, uh, like, I the thing that I did not exactly follow the rules of mm-hmm. the school, mm-hmm. and it also happened after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, in my bachelor, I studied in Kazakhstan. 
well, I would say I was surprised by the dress code. <laughs> oh yeah, so I always same here. Yeah, I always wanted to go to yeah, I always wanted to go to the campus with my hoodie and uh, mm-hmm. something like very sporty style. But all teachers does not allow that. You need to um, like dress Where... in a way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, I I thought we don't have that many rules comparing with Chinese schools but there are there are some hidden rules mm-hmm. which are invisible mm-hmm. but but it exists and it used For to example, have to obey yeah to fit the room <laughs> to fit into the atmosphere and uh, not to be questioned so many times uh, finally I did it so uh <laughs> And uh, but other than that, I think it's quite loose, and uh, especially the exams are very dif- different. Mm-hmm. And because, well, in China, I think most of the questions you always have a standard answer, and uh, yeah, you don't have a place to invent something or to like share your own opinion. Yeah, but so in they they are, don't... like. They don't give you any yeah. opportunities to develop your creativity. So that yes. is that is the only only answer. If it go a little bit far away from that answer, then you are completely wrong. Yes. Yeah. And in in Kazakhstan, uh, yeah, we had in few exams we had only three questions mm-hmm. out of one hundred eighty or something. <laughs> And then you can always uh, make it up by your own thoughts, mm-hmm. your own opinion. So <clears throat> as long as the teacher thinks it's fine, uh, you are fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is better. yeah. This is also the thing that I um, discovered when I had my uh, master education here. So they really appreciate <laughs> diversity here, like. The people, yeah. people, people are different from from each other. So they appreciate this diversity. They encourage this diversity, and uh, they even encourage more creativity. So yeah, I really, I really, really like this uh, part of the whole education system here. Um, yeah. And uh, how do you think um, when it comes to Kazakhstan and uh, like Spain? Because they both have something in common. Like they both um, open to creativity. They both uh, open to kind of uh, self-development. We say, mm-hmm. and they are both like kind of loose in terms of some uh, rules we set in China. So, do you find something in common? Um, something in common in terms of education, right? Like, you can also uh, go to a- any other area. Like, in general. Well, uh, I think, yeah, in both countries, um, students are allowed to share their opinion and uh, the difference is that um, 
in Spain you can feel the academic atmosphere mm. like from everywhere in the campus or even in the bar in inside the campus there is always well, there are always professors and students discussing something mm-hmm. and uh, well um, and I'm always uh, fascinated by the fact that all of the students in like um, in our faculty our faculty is philology I guess and um, most of the students they are really interested in like exploring the history of something and the development of some theory or like com- very abstract things mm-hmm. they are attracted by that and they want to explore they really want to dig into this well in my case I'm like um, <laughs> I also shared this with Joe uh, Jay that I'm very practical <laughs> mm. I want to learn something and use it in real life I don't mm. like to um, dig into very abstract ideas so uh, that was very different and uh, but they are also allowed to do this they have this the society allows them to do this mm-hmm. but in our case if you are I don't know if you are doing that can you feed yourself <laughs> can you feed your family mm-hmm. I, I don't know that um, maybe it, it there are some organizations where you can work but uh, personally I wouldn't do that and um, yeah but um, another thing is that um, even though Spain is very chill and relaxed they mm-hmm. are they are all also very serious about their academic career mm-hmm. life and about education yeah I was I always thought that like based on the movies yeah yeah, on yeah. TV and you always think that Spanish people are all like always open romantic get along with yeah but it, it wasn't it wasn't like that uh, at the first at the very first and it's also because I lived in the north part of Spain mm-hmm. where the people kind of cl- uh, kind of difficult to get in touch mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. yeah but um, our professors they're they're very good I really like the academic atmosphere in my faculty and my university and the actually the whole town um, it's University of Salamanca the Salamanca the, this town mm-hmm. is uh, this university is in the center of this town mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you can find all of the faculties in different parts of the town so it's a university town actually mm-hmm. <laughs> very small but uh, very academic so that was also the first reason I chose this university mm. and I'm really satisfied with my choice oh, I'm so I'm so glad to hear that because for me it's also like fascinating because like you said we we often see and uh, see Spain in movies or series and in my in my mind Spain is like a place full of romance full of um, full of joy and uh, full of kind of uh, very relaxed atmosphere but when you, when you yeah when you speak about this uh, very rich uh, academic atmosphere it really just 
surprised me and uh, like um, I guess some other reason uh, because you you were living in a like student no like university town so full of students mm-hmm. you can't feel that yep. atmosphere so you you go anywhere you see students are maybe reading discussing debating and the same thing happened when i was in my ex- exchange program so i also lived in a kind of university town uh, there are several university located in in that town and people uh people who are living there mostly are students so the atmosphere the ac- academic atmosphere is is just like full of this uh, university town so it's really yeah it's really interesting that they have something in common and uh, interesting topic this year yeah yeah so uh jay do you have any question to for saulia regarding this like academic and uh, this comparison yes i have uh, tons of questions <laughs> I'm okay, please go ahead um, so i'd like to make a little bit of comparison like my own experience back in china because my master was in china so like uh hearing from what you what you were saying about the the atmosphere in Spain my experience in China was like uh, we sort of were I, I don't I can't see my professor often in the campus on campus I don't know and then I have to make appointment and uh, sort of we have to make a presentation like um, every month or every Friday so we have fixed time to meet each other And I think there was probably is, is the difference mm-hmm. uh, between Chinese education and then European. I don't know what this is like in, in Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan, I think I never tried to find my professor. <laughs> I didn't have any question. Yeah, in but you can always find them in the campus. They uh-huh. they have their office and um, yeah, and in Spain. Uh, if you, yeah, they all they are they also stay in their office, but um, mostly we contact by email. We send them email, and they reply us. Yeah, that was the that that's how we communicated with the professors actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, the probably is like uh, more friendly, I would say, like a Spanish. Yeah, or... it's not like. Well, I think in the yes, the the big difference is that in um, Chinese schools, we are kind of with with the, our relationship with the professors or the teachers are like top and down. Yes, they yes. The, yes, they say whatever they say, and we follow all the rules. But in um, Kazakhstan, we are kind of yeah, we are more friendly with professors. We are more close. It's not like. We don't have a very serious professor and teacher relationship. It's not top and down. It's more equal. Mm-hmm. And Spain is the same, I think. They are more like your old friends, not like a serious professor or yeah. teacher. <laughs> yeah. I can totally relate. Like in Chinese schools, we have this type of hierarchy that, that you, yeah. 
your teacher uh your teacher on top uh you are you at the bottom and over there uh your teachers they have their own boss so it, it kind of like the rules comes from the boss and to the teacher and then to us and for us mm-hmm. we we only need to follow the rules but here i mean in kazakhstan or in uh european university we have this eco relationship with our professors so they they always open to discuss and to, they always uh, welcome different uh, voices from mm-hmm. different perspectives so i really really appreciate that yeah mm-hmm. definitely but can you uh, do you think it's probably have a Everything has downside and upside, let's say. So talking about the Chinese sort of education, that probably also happens in Korea or Japan, I would mm-hmm. say. Probably mm-hmm. East Asian countries. Mm-hmm. What's the pros, let's say? Or, uh, do you think, uh, for example, when you when you are studying in uh, Spain, you probably have uh, had uh, Chinese uh, classmates. Do you think, uh, what, what, like, how you compare the competency who are like uh, born or studied in European countries or Kazakhstan or in China or in workplace, let's say, what is the, <laughs> well, the character? Yeah, in Spain, actually, I didn't have Chinese classmates. I was the only student from Asia. <laughs> And yeah, most of them were like local students and also from Mexico, from Canada, from Russia, from uh, from even Africa, from Morocco. So I didn't have any other Chinese uh, classmates. But uh, yeah, I mean, to the world, we are recognized as straight A students. We're working. Of the Chinese yeah. students. Yeah. <laughs> they have they, uh, always run for academic success, high scores and everything and uh, well actually at my work in my working place uh, people calls me Chinese soldier why <laughs> oh <laughs> because I'm a, like but it's also personal actually I'm a workaholic and <laughs> and they think all Chinese students are like this <laughs> but yeah I think the, maybe the, some percentage of Chinese students are like this but yeah also when I was in Zhejiang I can totally feel that the um, other than uh, in the school the even in their when they have free time they always um, learn something to develop and uh, all, actually and also they're well I think we were all born in the a period when the one child policy of china was strictly yeah implemented in urban china right so uh yeah so their parents invest all of their uh, even their time their resource and their money on the development of the only child <laughs> they yeah. are allowed to have <laughs> yeah you yeah yeah i am the only But child case, really how lucky you are I absorbed all the resources and money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't, I think, well, mine, uh, okay. Anyways. Uh, Having siblings can develop your, I don't know, 
other characters probably in a yeah, sure. positive way. Definitely. Interesting. So I'm sorry, the Saulia, as you mentioned, as uh, Rose mentioned, that uh, Spain is such as, as we've seen in movies or, you know, in dramas, it's a very romantic, beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also rich in culture. Yeah. I think probably it's due to its history because if I'm not wrong, probably it was like a sort of. I don't know if it's called if, if I should call it as a invaded by Arabs, like yeah. So that's how they look actually sort of mixed. Especially, yeah. yeah. Especially when I actually when I went when I went to different cities of Spain, I was looking for the characteristics maybe like from the period of time when if when Spain was colonized by. Arabic people, mostly Muslims, and um, I found uh, well, actually, it's you can find it. You can find more of this kind of examples in the south part of Spain, but in the north, not a lot. But uh, I found a church, which was originally a mosque. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was surprised, and I went there, and I I, I was with my uh, Russian friend, and I said. This this was a mosque because I can totally tell by the architect and everything, and uh, yeah, she said that uh, probably because of the Arabic people. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, and um, yeah, another fact about my university is that it's one of the four oldest universities in Europe. So it existed from the 18th century or 17th century. Yeah, so that's why it's yeah the. So it's kind of like yeah, by like a historical university. Yeah, it's it famous is. famous for its uh, history as well, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So probably most of the Spanish people are have a like dark hair, not like blonde. Mm -hmm. Right. And also like the music of Spanish music because I think I can I can feel that you know. The Arabic sort of uh, passion, <laughs> Spanish music. Yeah, me neither. Never thought about that. But maybe, maybe they have something in common, like uh, in terms of music, and you can maybe uh, get some Arabic vibe. I don't know. I will try when, when we uh, when we finish this episode. And try to find some elements from their music or something Arabic elements. Because you know, Rose, you like dancing, like dancing in club, right? So most of the music you're dancing to mm -hmm. actually are wrote by uh, Latinos, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Latinos yeah. are originally from or influenced by the Spanish culture, so that's why, like, uh, for for example, um, I I can like really like. Of them, think of one. What, what's his name? Like, uh, sorry, I cannot, I, I forgot his name, but like many uh, artists actually are actually from sp Spain, so I think, yeah, yeah. So you can you can find this kind of Arabic elements from I don't know, it, it, it is it applied to all the Spanish music or maybe some of them. Or maybe most of them. 
But I guess we can try after this episode. I'm super curious. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and uh, we we talked about your like education, this amazing studying uh, journey in Spain, and um, I want to know more about your personality. Have you ever tested your MBTI personality? Yeah, I did. So I did it when I was yeah in my master. Well, it's uh, I don't know if you know this or not. It's ISFJ. Wow! No, <laughs> you know, you're the completely outside of my personality. Like completely outside. You are ENCP. Yeah, I am. I am yeah. ENFP. Oh, we have the one one common element F. Yeah, I am Feeling. ENFP. I am. I think I am INFP too. The what's the called the activate something like that. No, no. Uh, I guess it, it, if it start with I, uh, it's activist. I guess if it start with E, it's a campaigner. Something like this. Oh, I am. I'm the campaigner one. Oh uh, yeah. So Mine we, is we yeah, we are. We are. We are the same. Same character. ENFP. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So. It makes sense. <laughs> so it is the opposite version of me. It's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my well, god. Well, uh, I I remember some of the descriptions. It says uh, ISFJs are detail oriented, uh, uh, <laughs> caring personality, and uh, strong work ethic. <laughs> wow. So yeah. See, apparently you are workaholic. It makes sense. Yeah, kind of yes. <laughs> and I guess you are adored by every every type of employers. <laughs> They must adore well, you. Well, <clears throat> here I can share some insights about my current job. I I'm soon. I think probably. I, well, I'm not this, decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I will decide soon, probably next week, because my previous uh, director. Mm-hmm. She is leaving soon, mm-hmm. and uh, she is part of the reason that I've been working here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she likes me, <laughs> but I like her too, and that's why I wanted. And I'm also uh, soon moving to Almaty probably, and uh, so I will change my career and uh, yeah, a lot of wow. new. Wow! It means we have we have a chance to meet each other in real life. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the the previous time when I was yeah in, uh, yeah like the previous yeah. time? Actually, we we managed to meet each other in real life, like pre like previous, yeah. I guess, two months ago. But we haven't like just because of work. We haven't yeah because of work. You're right, and yeah, my then schedule changed. Yeah, your schedule changed, and just some something happened, and it completely disrupt our plans. But I'm so glad to hear that you're gonna move to Almaty. I guess part of the reason that that that's you you want end your your long distance relationship, or yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, after this podcast, I can share you something more. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's the, like seventy percent. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad. Anyway, I'm so glad you're gonna move to Almaty. You will feel completely different vibe. Like completely different vibe. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. guess. I don't know, like from my personal perspective, Almaty, uh, it's really friendly for uh, extroverted people and it also opened those introverted people. So like wow. all kinds of people, they can they can get along well with each other. They can uh, just vibe together very smoothly. Chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Oh hope so I'm and before when i always went to, yeah when i went to almaty last year or previous years i i was there just to meet my boyfriend I, and we are hanging out and that was it and this time this year when i went there in march and april mm-hmm. it was about business it was about work and uh well i i yeah i totally noticed the difference between uh, Astana and Almaty in terms of work, you know? In Astana, it's, it's a very serious city. <laughs> you just very work, 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 work. That's it. Yeah, and you don't have you don't have anywhere to go after work. Just some, maybe some bars with your friend and I don't know where you can go. But it's too far and you cannot go there after working hours. But in Almaty, it's totally different. And I really enjoyed the mornings when it was raining it like not heavy rain in especially in march the weather is fantastic it yeah. was very cold in astana but the the spring uh, the yeah the spring in almat is oh my god and i went to work by walking and i was enjoying the music that i've been listening to and the the uh, the, the temperature the rain everything oh my god i said okay <laughs> it's not bad Maybe it's a like it's a very good idea to move here. To you can have a, I think you can have a balance between your work and your yeah. personal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah. So anyway, just I I will be here waiting for you. Yeah, I'm so glad that we can hang out together, and uh, I'm also. I'm also waiting for you, Jay. Oh yeah, I will move to Almaty too. I mean, I'm joking, <laughs> <laughs> but probably yes. And I'm I having this plan, hopefully. And then I'm not like long term moving to there, but a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So actually, I really wished I have uh, if I we can have a like our office in Astana or Almaty because mm-hmm. because our head office is in Russia. Mm-hmm. So like our branch in, in like uh, take care of the Central Asian countries that's in mm-hmm. Russia. So I cannot move to there. So then probably so. they will also open a branch in Kazakhstan soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh, can take charge of, of yeah. You can take charge of Kazakhstani office. Hopefully, yeah. So yeah. So I, I I'm having a plan for. Even if this is not ha- not happening, probably yeah, I will probably I'd like to join some startups there. I'm just imagining, or I don't know, but hopefully, in coming years, you, I will I will be in Almaty too. Oh, yeah. that's really nice to hear. 
Yeah, I will be definitely your host. Yeah, then we can have this offline podcasting or offline clubbing, anything. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah. So when when we sp- like when we speak about the personality, I am I'm kind of curious. Do you do you guys believe that we already like shaped our personality when we were when we were like little kids? Um, I think certain parts of your personality is definitely shaped when you are a little kid. I think I've heard about a theory that your personality consists of three factors, like your ID, your ego, and your superego. Mm-hmm. Your ID is like something you're born with, mm-hmm. and your ego is some like how how you express your feelings, mm-hmm. and it is cultivated when you are like when you are born and until you turn. To- Three years old, mm-hmm. and then from five, your super ego is developed. Like, mm-hmm. how, um, I think it's how you control your impulses, your emotions. Mm-hmm. So this kind of aspect of your personality maybe is um, shaped when you are a little kid. But mm-hmm. I definitely believe that uh, environment also affects. Yeah, sure. Maybe it affects. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I also agree. I but you know, like mostly, I feel like most mostly our personality already shaped when we were little kids. Like um, maybe sixty percent of our personality, and the and the the rest forty percent maybe it can be influenced by the people, by the environment. And also by the accidents which probably happen yeah. in life, like those mm-hmm. very uh, magnificent or tragic accidents happen in life. So it can sh- completely, I guess some of them can completely just reshape uh, people's personality. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so... And, yeah, that's oh. interesting. So, mm-hmm. if I, if I think it, I probably that theory is from, like, fruit, fruit, yeah, And another point I think uh, is, uh, I also do believe in sort of a theory because, like, you know, in, in our brain we have some circuits, circuits like, uh, circuits means like the connection between the brain cells, right? Mm-hmm. So most of our like uh, like functionally speaking, it can like really by shape by environment later. But when you come to the real the organ as itself, it's mostly developed during your childhood. So I think the circuits are already probably like shaped you know during your childhood. So I assume your characters or things are really influenced by your like family members. Mm-hmm probably your parents and and you know so you sort of shape some sort of the patterns mm-hmm. so as you have mentioned like how you express yourself or your how to take care of your emotions i think it's more or less is really is shaped in and during childhood another interesting thing is like you know so i thought i'm not like my dad or mom you know sort of i i, I thought like i have my own like origin like characters but the 
older I am getting, the more I like my dad. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like you know. So that's my recent findings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Even when I was living with my brother, I can totally see my personality in him. And mostly the bad parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Right. To handle another person who has the same characteristic as I have. <laughs> well, it's like a mirror. I think it's a good thing to have siblings because you can see each other as a reflection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's super. That's super funny because I don't know. I cannot exactly tell. I am hundred percent my dad or my mom. I feel like.、Um, I am in between, so I am mixed. So maybe some part of my personality from my dad, some part of my personality from my mom, but、um, in general, I guess, yeah, I cannot really tell. I I'm more like my dad, or I'm more like my mom. I am really mixed, and uh, uh, in terms of the influence、uh, or the accident that can. Uh, reshape our personality. I can share a story that maybe like three, four years when pandemic started here in Kazakhstan,、uh, I cannot go back to home.、Um, and during that period of time, I don't know. I have this、uh, really negative thoughts and re- really negative impulse to reveal those negative news. Like the 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 tragic the the、uh, sad stories or or happening in the whole world, and I was completely like depressed by the by the the thing happening in this society and by the by the COVID and、uh, like how people were dying,、uh, how people were hopeless in that situation, and I was super depressed. Like I was like, okay, the world is going to like end, and、uh, I cannot、uh, see any hope. Like like super depressed. I cannot see any positive、uh, stuff in my life. And then I had my second test of MBTI. Like before, I guess the first time I did this MBTI was maybe after my grad. Bachelor graduation. So at that time, it was、uh, ENFP, and then when pandemic happened, I tested again. It was like the opposite one. I guess the one you had now, Saulia, was yeah, like IS something like IS,、uh, and then、uh, after I guess two years, like the the pandemic completely over. Ended people like the life back to normal, and then I tested again, and it it just went back to the initial result E N F P. So for me, it's really like interesting. Like personality can be like changed and shaped by the accidents. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say like. Probably eighty or ninety percent of the old people actually get depressed during the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't serious to yourself. I hope you can. It's sort of like global trauma, I would say. And yes. Then, and and 
yeah another thing i was thinking recently is like actually as you have said like uh nowadays people tend to see those negative news mm -hmm. or sort of like feeling like depressed and it's sort of kind of a feeling addicted to that depression you know mm -hmm. so i think this this is something really is about the media we use like the iphone yeah like before pandemic probably not that digital we probably hang out with friends or read or like real books in paper mm -hmm. but now is this we're so much really on this thing so this depression things are transmittable i think it's sort of mm -hmm. like a like in fact it's sort of a like a modern era disease mm -hmm. sort of thing so if you want to get out from that depression probably you want to like put your phone aside for a couple of days and you feel better yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a question. Did you leave the lung when you when it was pandemic? Uh, no, I I was with my friends in in dormitory, so like uh. yeah. So I I was yeah. I I supposed to be not that depressed because I have my friends with me. We can just just company each other and share everything together every day. But you know, like like Jay said, I. I was kind of addicted to this uh, negative energy and negative news. I, I would, I cannot stop myself from like reading those news and watching those videos. Uh, but uh, like at the end, you have to save yourself by your own. So I just deleted all of my social media at that time, and I was like, okay, I need a rest. I need to take care of myself. I need to get my mental health back and then yeah after uh, having this <clears throat> sorry social media detoxing I felt much better I felt much better and then yeah but um, now I kinda it become it becomes a habit to check my phone like check my message check check my social media uh like check the the stories that people posting uh like check everything it, it just becomes habit even though i don't want to but i just automatically grab my phone and check everything and put it back and uh, the frequency is getting getting higher and uh, I hate that of myself. I, I I think, yeah, I think I need to do this social media detoxing <coughs> again. Yeah, and I'm planning to do that. Maybe I totally soon. Yeah, I think the only time I'm away from my phone is when I'm with my family. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, I'm. I think I'm lucky enough when I was pandemic, I had my parents with me. And I was not, yeah, I, I don't remember it the time I was like, looking at the numbers and uh, staring at the, uh, the bad news. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I got distracted because I have my family with me. And also, like, even though now, the only time I feel more relaxed and fully relaxed and recharged is when I am surrounded with people, mostly like close uh, the people who with whom I have a very close relationship. So, yeah, I think yeah, I cannot imagine 
I there are a lot of people here, uh, immigrants from China. Their parents are still in uh, China. They cannot even see them very often. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel. It. Even during their marriage, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. you definitely <laughs> like emotional support, especially from your friends, and oh. you need to find like very good friends who can, with whom you can always share a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah. I totally agree. I guess this is uh, this is the mainly reason that I get get uh, most of my energy from people because my parents they're mm-hmm. not by my side every day. Uh, I cannot see them often. Uh so I just seek this emotional support and spiritual support from my friends. Uh when we talk, when we hang out, when we share something together i just feel uh, i am loved and i am supported and um, uh, i can fully recharge by their words even even we sit together uh, silently i still can recharge myself so that is really important for me yeah mm. By the way, Rose, is uh, are your parents now living in Kazakhstan or back in? They 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 are living and working in China. So I've been living here in Kazakhstan for four years alone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that is a story. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think in my case. Like you seek emotional support from your friends. Mine is mostly from my yeah from my boyfriend and my parents because like you can see it based on my PTI. I am an introvert and mm-hmm. it's not very easy for me to get along with people and I need a lot of time actually to really be close with anyone new mm-hmm. and uh, so. And I'm really centered with the closest people that I have. So, yeah, I think if if I if you are an introvert and you are living alone in Kazakhstan without your parents, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you know sometimes um, like uh, being an introvert and cannot uh, get close with new people. Uh, quickly, it can be an advantage as well, because for me, yeah, you can avoid a lot of, yeah, because like a field field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because for me, um, I usually overshare. Like I usually overshare with people whom I'm not very close to, but if I feel okay, it's very safe to tell everything. To this person, then I will share everything. Like, I, I, I will just open my chest widely and tell everything to this person. And sometimes, you cannot really identify if this person is safe or not. Uh, if this person really genuinely um, friend friendly with you, but uh, yeah, it also happened in my life. I just. told my uh, deep secrets to this person and then this this person just uh, betrayed me and uh, stepped on my back 
So mm-hmm. yeah, that is really uh, that is really uh, kind of like a life lesson. But I still do. Mm-hmm. I still do nowadays. <clears throat> I don't know. I just it's just my my personality. It's just a impulsive behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I guess uh, being uh, being an introvert and uh, take some times and effort to really know a person it's an advantage especially in this society so i need to learn yeah, from that... <laughs> so i think rose probably we i think i'm very like you like 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 oversharing things all always happen to me also but uh it can also be a good plus point sometimes because you, you know you have more chance to know new people new ideas yeah. but again i think but recently I'm getting better because I'm sort of found my life purpose or life, let's say, the thing I really want to, like... Focus. Have a deep work on. Yeah, focus, yeah. So probably, probably you can try this too. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you have found your life purpose or like things you really want to devote yourself into, like a long time. Yeah, I do, I do. Like in terms of this life purpose, uh, I've... I don't know. I've been always uh, like s- seeking, and sometimes I get lost because you know this is this <laughs> this is like really bad for these those people who have so many so many hobbies and so many things uh, enjoying to do. So I cannot f- pick up one thing to uh, concentrate on. So I want to do that. I also want to do this, and uh, I also want to develop myself in any kind of areas. That is actually, I don't know if it's good or not, but you need to pick up at least one thing to focus on and become a master. So, so probably that's why you are sort of oversharing because you want more sort of reaction from others. Because yeah. that's, I think it's a way of you are seeking yourself actually, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why probably you have sort of ADHD sort of, I mean, <laughs> like you have so many hobbies and this and that. But the, once you grow older, you also you don't have that much energy actually, mm-hmm. right? So I would really encourage you to sort of like have some focused areas to, you know. Yeah. So probably it can help you to not to, just if you like, uh, it's like uh, having a mind like people together mm-hmm. and work something together that probably bring you more joy. Joy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I guess recently I I have found my purpose, and I hope I can fully just focus and concentrate on this purpose. And uh, let's see, like like how it will end, how it will go. Hopefully, yeah. Wait, oh my, we are so different. Yeah, <laughs> we're so different. Yeah, because <laughs> <so different>, <laughs> they always think that I don't have enough energy. You know? I'm always <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I when I focus on one thing, I like. I put 100% of my energy <laughs> after this I'm just done <laughs> I mean uh, Rose if you in the future if you find a boyfriend you probably want uh, like a Saule like <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> I don't know probably you can like complete each other 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should if I yeah if I got a boyfriend, we we can definitely arrange a double dates and um, sure. get some insights <laughs> from each other. Yeah. Okay. Really interesting. Yeah, and um, um we and um, <laughs> yeah, in terms of my podcast topic, like turning thirty. At the kind of end of this uh, episode, I want to know that uh, if you guys have any like aging anxiety, and uh, what do you think uh, is the trigger for this aging anxiety? It sounds like a question to me, not not for Sauli. <laughs> like for, for both of you. I mean, we're getting old anyway, right? No matter yeah. for Sauli, how, how old are you? Are you asking me? Like both of you. Both of you. Oh. No, I want to hear Sauli's answer like, to okay. your question. Me too. So in my case... <laughs> Well, um, I don't have aging anxiety mentally, but I have it physically. And <laughs> what is that? Like, I can totally see the difference between, like, my health condition is getting worse. And um, especially after 25, well, before it was very easy for me to lose weight. <laughs> Now it's getting harder and harder. And you're, uh, yeah, and also, uh, I was sick the last month. Yeah, I think all of you know this. And um, it was very serious. I didn't know that I can be this sick. And that's the very first time after, uh, since I'm 10 years old, I think. That's the first time I get IV therapy. I needed to get injected. I was like, What? and I need to take a lot of antibiotics and I'm still suffering from the side effects <laughs> oh and the doctor said you cannot like um, also it's also because of my uh, my diet and also my schedule and everything and he said uh, he's a doctor from China and he said you need to follow your own diet not the local one the, mm -hmm. because when I saw a gastroenterologist the previous time because I always have problem with my digestion and everything it's, but it's because of the experience in high school and but it, it's still affecting my health and the doctor said you should not follow the local rules <laughs> you need to eat in the natural way your original way and uh, uh, also in my office i'm always because of the ac i get cold easily and yeah i totally feel that i'm getting older physically <laughs> and uh, but mentally i think well i think i don't have any anxiety because uh, i think i'm doing what i need to do at at a certain age yeah <laughs> always playing by the rules <laughs> so, and um so i think i'm very um positive about the future and i really hope and i know it's gonna be a good one so um and um, i'm ready for everything so 
yeah that's my current condition but after a year maybe you can do another podcast and I can share more <laughs> yeah so um after after hearing what Celia shared about the staging anxiety I don't know I feel much better than before but I do I, I still do have the staging anxiety I guess it's it's uh, mainly from my parents and my relatives and uh, it, it is mainly from marriage stuff mm. so my mom mm. always say my mom always say well uh, like uh, your biology clock is clicking come on just get a boyfriend anywhere and I was like that's that is that is so irresponsible come on this is my life and um yeah other than that i feel like um i don't have any aging anxiety because now uh i believe that you can't do anything at any age especially after watching those very ins- uh, inspiring videos on youtube like the people uh, when they get to maybe 16 70 60 70 or 80 they, they, they're still trying new things, you know, and then that is really inspiring. And uh, it also, like, motivates people to pursue what they want in life. So, well, I don't have a, any aging anxiety. I have this uh, having baby anxiety because I do. I, I do love, like, babies. I do love children. And uh, I wish I could have my own children in the future so whenever my mom said okay your biology clock is clicking and uh, um, I feel anxious I feel anxious and I was like really is it really like uh, like a huge stuff to like care uh, to care about yeah and other than that I I can totally relate to Celia and uh, what about you Jay okay me I think your marriage uh, anxiety probably it's most of the girls lady are facing with right so probably in my case it's a bit different because since I've been already sort of got out of the closet <laughs> so, and most of my friends know I'm LGBTQ member so well, so I don't have a plan to get married in the, in the now, but uh, so I don't have so, sort of the having baby or marriage anxiety. So I think I will have a, probably have a relationship, but uh, I don't think I will get married. And previously I was like, okay, I, I wanted to get married or even to moving to European countries. But now it's like, oh, I think it's having a relationship is better because, well, it's because I don't think I can convince my mom and dad to agree such a thing, you know, so it, it, it can be really compl- complicated. But um, mentally, I'm also getting along with myself, so um, I don't have such a, like, um, see, we three have different hands, <laughs> like aging and anxiety. So my problem is not about marriage or having kids. Mine is more of, I don't know, I'm also like mentally also really up to the future. I think I'm, I like trying new things. So so 
I'm not sure if I have uh, aging anxiety, but probably is the same as uh, Sauli mentioned that from physically, obviously I'm, I'm <laughs> gaining a lot of weight every year since I have a bad habit of drinking alcohol. So it's give me a, you know, plus, plus, plus. So yeah, so I think now my health condition is okay. So I don't have much, uh, but probably is like, you know, um, for the my job or work mm-hmm. i always ha- had the idea to have my own business sort of thing mm-hmm. but this can be a bit of challenging because once you are younger you have more energy you know but yeah. now you you want to save your energy you don't um but still i think i'm at my best age to to start such things so now it seems to me like it's okay that is really happy to hear uh, I think uh, yeah I have uh, three main resources for my aging anxiety like the two I already mentioned one is having baby one is getting married and the second one is uh, oh no the third one is I don't know like career achievement like I I feel like I have to achieve something in certain age uh, like th- this type of anxiety, uh, I guess, was really uh, was really uh, like a like a thing, I guess, uh, a year before. And then um, I tried to I tried to stop comparing myself with others because all of this anxiety just comes from comparison. And uh, I feel like uh, whenever I put down my phone and stop watching those like stories, videos, I feel much better. I feel less comparison. I feel less competitive, and I feel myself more. But you know, you still have to find balance. If you stop comparing yourself with others, I don't know. I feel like I cannot see my progress. I, I cannot stop see my progress. I can stop see my progress, and uh, uh, I just uh, stop kind of moving forward. So I have no, uh, I have kind of no motivation. It's not, it's not like completely lost my motivation. I just don't have this drive to push me forward. If I see maybe other people, oh, they have some kind of little or big achievement in their life and I also want to reach to that stage then I will have more motivation to encourage me to push like move forward but if I stop seeing stop comparing like completely stop comparing myself with others then I feel less motivated so still I need to have this balance not to well, go, not to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was still, I'm still thinking about the previous <laughs> one. Um, you mentioned about some like inspiring stories you saw online <clears throat> about like uh, aging. Uh, I wanted to share something. Uh, when I was in Spain, the owner of, the, of my apartment, she mm-hmm. is 70 years old, if I'm not mistaken. And she's not married. She is the professor of philosophy in our faculty. And uh, I wanted to hear more about her 
experience. She, well, she's she speaks four or five languages, but it doesn't include English. So, and my Spanish was not very good at the time. So,、uh, I didn't have time to get closer with her. But I can only understand that she says she asked me to find a Kazakh. Husband, <laughs> he asked about my grand grandfather. Unfortunately, he he's not a yeah. He passed away. So <clears throat> yeah, she was very funny. She was very caring. She used to bring、uh, like the grapes from her own house to us. She also cooks for us sometimes. Well, she was the best、uh, like grandma I've ever seen. But she doesn't have any child, children. She is not also married. And、uh, yeah, I wanted to know. I wish I had a chance to know more about her, but I unfortunately didn't. And、um, also about about this、uh, marriage and children. Just before the podcast, a, a, a friend of mine. She is living in Almaty, and she's soon delivering in uh, in uh, October. And she just asked me to be her grandma. How how do you say that in English? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just、um, grandma.、Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, grandpa, <laughs> grandmother. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So、uh, I just realized that I'm already at an age where I I'm surrounded with people who already have children, and <laughs> but it. Well, again, it does not affect my anxiety. It does. It does not make it worse or anything. Well,、uh, the thing is, yes,、uh, I totally agree that if you compare with others, often you feel like you you felt more disappointed with yourself, or you don't see your achievements and everything. And、um, in my case, I I think I'm always self motivated.、Mm-hmm. Like my parents. Didn't even encourage me. Encourage me to to study more. <laughs> well, they said yes,、yeah, so, and she they they do not they don't have any requirements as I remember. And、uh, yeah, but I'm always like self disciplined and self motivated. I always want to do something. And、uh, the other day, I just saw online the sentence. It, it's a it's a question actually. It says, which one is important, the journey or destination? And I was I was shocked by this one.、Mm-hmm. I was thinking because I always think the achievement is the most important thing.、Mm-hmm. Like every time I achieve something, I'm always looking for the next. What's the、yeah. next? What what else I can do? And then I totally feel that I'm forgetting about enjoying the moment. So I just I also shared this with Jay actually living in the moment. <laughs> this spirit of Spanish people. Yeah, I I think. Journey is equally important as the destination. Like、uh, when you, if you are only thinking about the achievement and progress and、uh, the let's say material success or everything, well, the journey. Because I always think that whatever I do, I need to achieve this.、Uh, it, as long as the result is here, then the pro the process doesn't matter. But it does, and it. It matters a lot because you are the one who is living your life. You are. It's not the destination is just the destination. It's not. Well, at, at the end, you are the one、uh, living this journey. So yeah. So I definitely feel、uh, 
the importance of living in the moment now and enjoying every day and enjoying the little joy of life and your people relationship and everything. Oh, it's very inspiring. Yeah, it, it, it is very beautifully, beautifully said. Yeah, I totally agree. I guess now, <clears throat> yeah, this, this is the benefit and the uh, wisdom of getting old, I guess. Like, we are, we are kind of um, gradually enjoying every little moment of life and gradually uh, realize how important it is uh, to be involved in this experiment. So experiment is more important than the achievement, I guess. And, and um, well, achievement in, in another word, we can't define by anything. Like every day you live your life, is it, it's an achievement. Like you live your okay. life, yeah. You you get you get yourself together. It, it's an achievement. So you can you can define the achievement by anything, anything make you happy, make me make me make you feel like presented, make you feel uh, succeed. Like anything can be related to achievement. So I'm so glad that I I, I am developing my spiritual. Uh, journey uh, and uh, um, yeah I can see my progress and uh, still like uh, balancing everything not go too far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I have so- a question actually for Rose actually mm-hmm. um, talking about the achievement uh, or being successful in, in- in a career path, let's say, mm-hmm. do you really that the fi- financial uh, anxiety? Because you are the only one child, children, so I assume you don't have such a <laughs> financial anxiety. Can you just speak <laughs> a little bit? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like people always have this perception about me, but for me, I guess um, I had some. I had some unpleasant experience regarding my relatives uh, because uh, especially my aunt uh, like she's the person that I love the most and hate the most at the same time so she always like pushed me forward she always encouraged me to um, like get more achievements something like this and she always mentioned that um, the wealth uh, your parents accumulated by by their entire life it's not belong to you it's how yeah it's how they working hard and accumulate this wealth and you cannot take all of them for granted and uh, like at first I was I was hurt I was hurt and um, it hurt hurted me a lot but like maybe some period of time I just uh, thought that what what she said to me I guess it's pretty pretty fair like yeah they they worked they have been working their entire life they they accumulated this wealth and um, how come I can I I would take them for granted like overnight and then it's it's unfair and I also wanted because um, 
I am surrounded by a lot of like independent people, and uh, they they are kind of my role model in life. So I really want to be financially independent and spiritually independent. And、um, after graduation, my aunt always like asked me frequently, like, "Did you ask your parents、um, any money to support your life?" And I was like, "No, I'm working. I'm making my own money." And、uh, yeah, my parents—they're happy. They are. Satisfied.、Uh, also, my aunt, she's happy. She's satisfied. I guess the the important lesson they want to teach me is just、uh, be independent. Not do not rely on anybody. This is what my parents always、uh, said. Like, do not rely on anybody, even us. Do not have any expectation on anyone, even us. So try to be independent and try to make decision by your own and、uh, just rely on yourself. Believe yourself. Actually, you know what? It's the same thing your aunt told you. I told my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the only child. I, yeah, I have a brother, and、uh, I always told him that no. You, Your parents' money, your parents' apartment is not yours. <laughs> you need to yeah, yeah. your own. Yeah,、uh, at the end, he is the one taking care of the family, actually. But well, of course, I will. Even though I'm getting married, I will always support my family and everything. But it really depends on him,、mm-hmm. uh, according to our tradition. So、uh, yeah, I always ask him to be more more independent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, that 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 is that is、uh, that is how I raised up by my by my aunt and by my parents. My parents never like honestly, my parents never asked me to like、uh, have some huge achievement or makes like tons of money to support them. They never asked for this. They they always said, okay, just do. Whatever makes makes you happy, and be be healthy. That is their priority. Priority, yeah. That that is their priority, and that is their wish for me. And then, like、uh, after taking care of yourself mentally and physically, then you can think about how to make money and how to maybe get some achievements in other part of your life. Um. Yeah, but I, I I am mostly influenced and impacted by the people around me. Like, I I really want to learn a lot of thing from them. Like being independent, being more independent.、Um, yeah, I guess.、Uh, I think this can also relate to any kind of relationships as well. Like、mm-hmm. you need to be fully independent. Like mature, so like both of you should be like this, so that you can have a healthy, long-term relationship. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So, so I, uh, Rose, do you be looking for a relationship, or you think you got you are? This is this is、I、so mean, interesting. This is so interesting, because I guess maybe、mm, two three years ago. 
um, I was keen on seeking a relationship, seeking a stable relationship. I don't know. I feel like uh, my other part that I cannot see can be complete by the other person in my life. And uh, I also, I also uh, dream about building a family, um, living a happy life with my partner and my children. But the thing is, now, like after I feel, I feel really fulfilled and I feel really uh, satisfied uh, with getting along with myself. And uh, I just think. Uh, do I really need a relationship? Because I am kind of satisfied with my life, and uh, uh, what I can learn from a re- relationship, what I can get from a relationship. I mean, of course, you can get a lot of thing from a relationship, but it's just a question mark. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, I want a relationship, but not that much compared to maybe a couple years. So well, if it happens naturally, yeah, if something, will... yeah, if something clicks, if if something vibes, then I will be mm-hmm. like, okay, it's the one that I want. But uh, I don't want to force myself to get in a relationship. In order to have babies. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad to hear that because I think anyone who wants to solve their problems by having a relationship or with a person or marriage can save their, can solve their problems. That's a big no. That's a big mistake. Like yeah. it cannot change anything. It it will make it worse even. So uh, you really need to like if you are very happy, very satisfied with. You, who you are right now what you're uh, with all of your conditions i think that's very good and uh, something will happen naturally you just need you just need to like live your life and <laughs> continue enjoying it and then, yeah. Uh, yeah i totally I agree we don't need with yeah in purpose yeah you you are you are right don't seek anything in purpose just just let them let them come naturally uh, and there is a saying uh, in kazakh it's like uh buyurgan yeah so just yeah yeah buyurgan bar like like it's uh, so i'm now i'm i'm super satisfied with my life um i'm doing what i like i'm hanging out with the people uh whom i really respect and uh, whom i really love and uh, yeah other than that i'm still figuring out what i can find something from a relationship and yeah this is interesting because like uh let's, let's have a stock back in japan like the marriage rate is really decreasing each year like more and more young people don't want to get married Mm-hmm. Don't want to get bring children to this world. Let's say giving birth to children. So now we have aging aging society problem. Let's say in Japan. I think it's also going to happen soon in in China too, right? Yeah. So I think it's already happened. Yeah. Already happened. <laughs> so I mean, uh, 
it seems to me like uh, probably we need more sort of diversity in our society because some people, for, for example, like me, or some people like uh, you are, or, or some people who don't, don't want to get married, just let them be themselves. And then yeah. like, um, like a sourier, if you, you want to get married, you have a, like a family life, it's also good. But it's like, um, I don't know what's what's the situation in Kazakhstan. Probably Kazakhstan people are more tend to getting married and then... Yeah. Yeah. They still do. People but... asked me when I was in my bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> when are you getting married? <laughs> yeah, they still do. I think they value family relationship uh, more than more more than other things. Yeah, family always the their priorities. But mm-hmm. yeah, as Jay said, I think we need to be ourselves. We need to be who whoever we want to be. In this society and not to follow the the rule and not to uh, get married in order to get married in order to just uh, I don't know have babies have children actually I'm pretty positive to get married even myself I don't know who, who knows I, I might get, <laughs> get married and then it's some girl it's I, I don't know but um for having a children i think another thing probably it's it's uh, doable it's like adopting a child children mm-hmm. so many girls like in your age if you if you have anxiety for giving birth to children i think it's a good way just adopt a child from yeah elsewhere it's uh, or yeah. there are also like medical options you can choose yeah uh, i mean there are a lot of yeah, both yeah. options now so you can do like whatever there's always a way to just solve the problem right okay yeah okay so i have a kind of last um last question or not that like the last question uh like what kind of advice you would give to your younger self? It's kind of cheesy and I feel like every podcaster's been doing this and I also want to do this. So what kind of advice you want to give your younger self? Shall I start first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I think whenever I've been asked this question uh i always think that it's the things that people regret Mm. um and uh, personally i i tend not to regret for anything that i've done but um if i can (laughs) uh yeah if i have if i have a chance to change something that i did in the past i would say i would i i wish i was more um open I like open-minded also uh, especially with people and uh, also I wish I was more uh, resilient uh, about anything any trauma or any kind of incident and um, even though it's about study or your personal life yeah I think that's it Oh, that is cool. What about you, Jay? Me, to be honest, I have nothing to really to regret about. It's like 
as you said it's one language and everything seems to me like pretty natural and then <laughs> i think i put it in a very serious way you don't need to think that it's <laughs> yeah 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 so i i have i don't know what what, what i regret about i i think i've been always doing my best and then but again if you see recently i should really try to like um, to live a healthier life probably reduce mm-hmm. my drinking or what um, else probably uh, like as you said we do oversharing things right so yeah <laughs> i mean this sort of things like we i can like improve but for the past things i i think no Yeah, for me, for me, I think, like maybe if I if I was uh, if I was in maybe a couple years ago, I would say, oh, I, I'm I'm super regret that I did this, that I did that. But now, um, yeah, I tend to not regret about my decision. I guess this is one of the signs that we are getting mature. So it's kind of like. Even though you are regret, but you you naturally pick up the responsibility, because because you made the choice. Even though you regret, okay, you you will just take the consequence, and um, that is uh, what I'm practicing and what I'm doing, and um, I'm getting better uh, for not regretting about any decision that I made, and uh, I guess uh, the one thing that I wanted advice my younger self is that listen to yourself listen to yourself this your opinion is the most important one and uh, the other's opinion can be as as reference but just listen to yourself just don't follow others opinion yeah mm. yeah and other than that I guess I'm pretty happy you know yeah uh, so I guess I guess um, that is it for today's podcast and um, I I am so glad that I have both of you on this episode to share Uh, your life, your ideas, your thoughts, and um, I hope in the future we can discover more um, about life, about everything, and I, I really, 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 really hope we can meet offline. We can just sit together, grab some beer, have some Spanish music around. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, and uh, I really hope that uh, you will, well, uh, both in your romantic relationship or in your personal life, you will be, well, already you are already satisfied with what you have right now, and I really wish you will have a success with your podcast and everything, and thank you a lot for having me, I'm really looking forward to see you in real life. Yeah. Probably soon. Yeah, probably soon yeah just just yeah. i will be waiting you here and thanks for jay as well for co-hosting this podcast it means a lot. So, 
actually I um, recommended uh, Rose to invite Saole because I was really inspired last time talking to Saole so yeah thank you for coming to like uh, our <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah thank you all for inviting me to have a chit chat I think it's yeah it's, I really enjoyed both of the uh, podcast that we had and yeah I hope to enjoy something more in the future with both of you yeah yeah I mean it's a nice weekend <laughs> yeah yeah me too have a nice weekend and then yeah then see you soon and uh, I wish all the best to both of you both of us no like three of us <laughs> bye bye yeah bye bye yeah.